0: We'll be Yes, if I'm not wrong, and I th- I hope we're, like, I'm not wrong, <laughs> we should be live now. So, yes, okay. Okay, great. Okay, once again, uh, welcome to the Security Break podcast. Um, this is the first time you're watching this, hopefully. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, this is just a little project of mine. I'm Giorgio, by the way and um this is um a project where i just find and invite uh, some cool people like marco tonight and um uh, you know we collect a bunch of uh, news of uh, the uh, cybersecurity room, and uh, we just have a chat on them hopefully you know learning something in the process uh, especially you know uh, and this is a good topic i think tonight um gathering information from different backgrounds and different, you know, uh, knowledge bases that of course, different pe- people have, uh, depending on their, uh, you know, background. So as I said, uh, hi Marco. Marco is uh, my guest tonight. Uh, hi, how are you?
1: Hi Giorgio. And thanks for having me here. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. And I'm, uh, uh first thank, thanks for inviting me because I, I, it's not that I don't have the time, but reading articles and keeping myself up to date on what's going on is one of those things that you always put as a low priority. And so by inviting me here, you forced me to read something, which is good. So you already made me a, a big favor.
0: That's actually a very good point because I keep telling this in, uh, in all the, the episodes that this is actually one of the first and main goals of the project, like forcing myself to read some news <laughs> because i know i have the, the episode i know i have to to go live so uh that that alone you know it's it's a good reason to to read the uh, you know as many news as possible so i can select and find the the most interesting ones uh, uh otherwise I, I would definitely not do that or at least not as much as i am doing right now um, and and the other thing is just having the conversation with the uh, you know uh uh just interesting people, and um, when when I actually invited you, I think you had some uh, like reservations yeah. because you're not in really into the cybersecurity field. Um,
1: I mean, I, I, yeah. I have done uh, yeah, work exactly. in the cybersecurity. Uh, it's Google and and I mean I, by the way, n- not many people knows, but uh, yeah, right. I have a master degree in computer science, and my main major was cybersecurity. So I I would say I. I know a little bit about it, uh, okay. but I'm not actively uh, working or in in the cybersecurity space, or I'm not very mm-hmm. active from a technical point of view. That so that was my concern, yeah, uh, or my worry, I would say, uh, about me joining. But you said that it's okay if I don't understand anything; is is fun <laughs> anyway. So I said, okay, then I'm I'm joining.
0: I mean, I'm sure it's not true that you don't understand anything. But I mean, the 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 fact is that I of course invited you because I know you have a like a background, right, in the in the field. And at the same time, I know it you're not working on on this field right now. But I still think that's a good point. That's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to to invite you. And I have a a list, you know, of uh, let's say uh, other people that I want to invite to the next episodes. And the thing is that I really um, believe that um, different people working in different fields or having completely different backgrounds, right? Even technical and not technical, you know, uh, uh, skilled persons uh, in uh, in the same field will have, di- you know, uh, totally different opinions and point of views, uh, which are totally what I'm looking for in the conversation, right? And I believe. It could be helpful also for the people, you know, watching the uh, the podcast the podcast itself. So yeah, I, I was looking forward to it, and finally we're here. Um, I just hope that you will enjoy this as much as I will do, because I'm sure I will. Okay. I I will. I'm
1: pretty sure I will.
0: Great. Okay. So I I think we can get started. Uh, this is the idea. I'm gonna share my screen uh with the the first of the news uh we collected um you know from from the last week um before i do that uh just a, a little request that i'm uh going to repeat a couple of times tonight uh if you're watching this either live we are currently live on uh, i think twitch youtube and um, linkedin uh, but I will also re-upload this video later on on my, uh, you know, uh, YouTube channel, uh, and uh, if you just like just listening on the on the audio, you will also find it on uh, Spotify and you know similar platforms. Um, if you're enjoying this and you just hope that uh, there will be more, uh, just let me know. You know, hitting that subscribe button or follow button or whatever you have in front of you, depending on the uh, the pl- platform you are on. So. Thanks for that, and uh, just you know, let's get started. So where's my screen? Yep, this should be the one. Cool. Um, so okay, this is this is the plan. I'm going to introduce very briefly the uh, article itself. Uh, later on, I'm gonna also share all the links to the uh, to the single articles because I believe if you're watching this you probably want to deep dive a little more than than what we did just because you want your own opinion. So please do that. Uh, when, uh, you know, you'll get the, um, the link, by the way, uh, here we're talking about, uh, Microsoft. Actually, uh, we're not talking about Microsoft for a while in, the, in this podcast, which is a little, um, little strange. Um, basically there was, a, a very famous, let's say, uh, Conference held by Microsoft, the Microsoft Ignite. I hope that's spelled right, uh, 2023. And um, of course, Microsoft um, uh, announced a list of new technologies, products that uh, is going to you know um, uh, to push in the market. And uh, there are a couple of those technologies that are particularly interesting for uh, you know for me, but for for this podcast specifically. And uh, I'm, I don't remember the names but here there's that, the reason why I have my uh, screen right here. The uh, Azure AI speech text to speech avatar, <laughs> which is pretty uh, pretty long one, uh, basically appear uh, it appears to be a technology which um, uh, gives users the opportunity to create um, uh, AI baked avatar. Starting from just some uh, some photos of uh, real people, right? So you basically upload your own or you know some people that should grant you the uh, let's say the the possibility to do so. Um, You know those photos, and uh, the the AI algorithm will basically animate it as you know it's it's actually a live live uh, you know video or streaming of the of the person, and you can also put. A text that uh, the the author should actually uh, say, uh, so that you know um, uh, another of course algorithm will interpret the text and uh, actually uh, produce a voice uh, that will um, spell and and basically say the speech. So you know this is the first part of the article, and uh, this is the main uh, um, you know the main news, I will say this is the the event. This this new technology that is not something new. We heard about it uh, at least you know, uh, overall in the industry from a while. And so far we called it deep fake. And it was something bad until you know uh, Microsoft but also other companies decided to to put like a, let's say legit version of uh, of the technology on the on the market. And uh, I think that, that 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 alone can be the start of the conversation. Like, um, we like deep, I mentioned deepfake. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. But it was just the, the way, you know, uh, we called uh, this same technology, like generating fake videos of real people uh, saying something that they will not say or they just didn't say it publicly, right? And uh, it's kind of, Scary technology for a lot of um, reasons, uh, or at least in my point of view. But uh, I, I'd like to know what they, what are your first thoughts, Markov.
1: I mean, uh, on on one side, I'm not surprised, right? From a pure technological okay. point of view, uh, we have seen a solution for deep fakes all over the places, mm-hmm. and they were primarily used for bad purposes, right? For malicious purposes, so. We have seen many, I mean, I I recently, I mean, not that recent anymore. It has been a year ago, but I remember the one uh, uh, from Sandbank Freeman, SBF, the one when FTX went uh, bankrupt, right? They created this uh, deep fake with him saying, oh, no, don't worry. We are going bankrupt, but please click on this link. And if you're a customer, you get a refund. Guess what? They just emptied all the wallets of those people. Um, But there were many others, right? So they they can be used to just trick people into into behaviors or action that they don't want to take. But in general, there is also a huge legit amount of use cases, right? Which are scaling advertisement, for instance, right? Imagine now a single famous actor, can just work on one advertisement at a time, if they just sign a contract where they they provide a third party use of their images and they cr- can create their own advertisement, right? And they can get money from hundreds or thousand of companies in parallel, right? At exactly the same time. So, sure. and, and then without anything, the other thing that is, cover here in this article is chatbot Mm -hmm. that i mean nobody likes chatbot right (laughs) i mean they they never have the hands where you want they they just keep giving you pages you already saw and so on and so forth but now imagine with with the chat gpt and generative ai becoming better and better at some point they will become useful right and so uh, at that point if you put a face which is actually speaking to you in a natural way everything will become more and more natural, right? And that's another way to actually scale customer support. So there are a lot of legitimate use case that, that can take advantage of this technical solution. Now, I think my fundamental question is which policies and, and mm-hmm. tools will Microsoft put in place to avoid people abusing this Absolutely. solution, right? And there I don't know, I I I believe they they can try to find way to authenticate the user uh, in a way that it's going to be complicated, right? Yeah, because we will have fake IDs and so on and so forth, but you, you can go down that path if you really believe that you want to protect. Um, users or or maybe limits the amount of action they can do they can't just ask for a random script they have to be within certain boundaries on certain topics uh, but but i think they will do of course this is not the cool part that they want to announce the cool of part course. they want to announce <laughs> technology and then all the policies and everything else will come later uh, but they will have for sure something in place
0: yeah i mean uh, i think we can break down the like the, what you said in two parts like the um you know advertisement part where you really want to record a video of someone uh doing a doing a you know like um advertisement for for some products or something in the um um you know the, the chatbot thing because i mean for the chatbot thing, I I see like a, a, a an easy solution to the overall problem. You don't really have to have I don't know a, a famous actor as your chatbot, right? You can have like just a fake uh, generated person potentially. And uh, okay, there are still some issues if we deep dive on it, but it's much much less you know a problem because you are not really um, faking another person, you can. You are not putting words on that. You know, uh, on that person's mouth. Uh, that maybe, maybe they don't really want to say, uh, or you cannot abuse their their own. You know, face and uh, and everything. On the other aspect, I really think, you know. No matter how how I look at it, it's still an issue because I understand, of course, Microsoft will find potentially multiple ways to you know uh, authenticate and uh, uh, make sure that you have the specific permission from the person and and everything the thing is that at least we in this industry we know that there will always be people willing to uh, abuse of the technologies uh, no matter what it was intended for right and the fact that there's a, a you know, a good technology from a company from l- l- like Microsoft, right? That potentially works properly with, like there's a video here, but uh, we don't know exactly how good it is uh, still, right? But eventually it will be good. I- I- I'm sure about it. And uh, that's just, you know, a lot of people will jump on it for all of the reasons, not only the legitimate ones, right? And no matter what kind of, Measure Microsoft will take, there will always be a way to, you know, uh, still abuse it in some way.
1: Yes. Uh, And if you think about the actors here, Mm -hmm. you have, then maybe the person who is just has some knowledge about very basic knowledge of. Computer science. Who wants to do something bad, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's for just a joke or, or just maybe try to get some rewards, right? Monetary uh, out of this, and and those people, you might just block them by having good policies in place. Usually, they easily give up, right? They said, "Oh, they want my ID." oh, no, I'm not going to do this right. I'm not saying that that asking for an ID is the right solution, but, oh, whatever is they ask something, usually you just stop them. And now you have the advanced users. Those that, yes, will be able to provide a fake ID, and no matter which policy or tool you try to put in place, it just take longer for them, but eventually they will get to it. Those are not making use of deep fakes because Microsoft put this this tool out there right Uh, those are the bad actors that are using these kind of tools anyway because Microsoft is just making access to this much easier for everyone but malicious actors have been using it for a while right while the fact that Microsoft put this out there will make it much easier for people it's true but Look, uh, we have to, to live now with the fact that deep fakes are a reality mm-hmm. and they are very realistic. And so we need now to think in a way that we can't trust those videos anymore, that we need to, as a service owner, we need to have protection in place. We can't pretend that this doesn't exist. As as a let me give you an example, social platform. Mm-hmm. They have to think about how to identify uh deep fake videos, There's, I mean, if they are not thinking about it, they're just doing it wrong, <laughs> right? And it's not the fact that Microsoft published this. No, that no. They, they will make their life harder. Uh, so, um, yes, I mean, Microsoft is just following along and trying to get some business out of this. But I don't think that Microsoft Publishing will tool, this tool will make it much worse in mm-hmm. terms of malicious uses of deep fakes
0: So I uh, you know especially in, the, in this format I, I try to de- to be the you know uh, devil's advocate right because I, yeah. I have to put some. You have to disagree there. but but uh, you know I actually I actually agree with what you said and the, the point is that any technology and, and I said this actually um, multiple times already but every technology is just a tool. Right. And as any kind of tool, uh, even in the physical world, right, can be used legitimately or maliciously. So, of course, we cannot really stop, you know, uh, progress and, uh, you know, technology development because a tool can also be used uh, maliciously. Now, the interesting thing for me is that this time, as you said, you know, malicious actors were using this kind of technology for a while now. It's not a new thing. It kind of feels the opposite. It kind of feels like um a tool that was I mean, most of the time used in a malicious way. Now there's a company which is pushing for a legit you know um, uh, usage of a malicious tool. I mean, I don't think it really started as a malicious tool because most of the time, of course, you have just general research, right? And uh, you you start to see applications only only after, but it is true that this technology is today known as deepfake, not as you know your um, your you know avatar AI uh, baked avatar or something. Um, so uh, so th- I think that's the interesting part. Like if if Microsoft and I hope you know Microsoft will will find. Uh, some uh, good uh, measures to, you know, limit as much as possible, of course, the the, the abuse of this technology from uh, from themselves. I think this is a very good point of reversing what we usually see uh, for any other technology. Right? There are also some malicious things that, you know, they are still a tool and can also be used in a legit way. I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, it's a uh, kind of uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, taking something that malicious actors have been using and uh, just reuse it for 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 good reasons, or just for for just legit reasons, say. Um, of course, it's for make to make money, right? But <laughs> uh it's not bad, uh, you know, on uh, on its own or per se.
1: Yeah. And I think that as any risk, there is also an opportunity. And I think we will see companies trying to build a solution to identify deepfakes, right? And that's a big opportunity. We will see multiple companies coming up with a solution. Uh, We had to face a similar problem with piracy, right? And... and, uh, to block people uploading uh, uh, movies on multiple platforms. Now, if you try to upload Mm -hmm. even just the wrong soundtrack, they will immediately block you, right? After, so there will be technologies that- I mean, there
0: are, technically there are already, in the sense that I have already read about, you know, uh, tools and research about detecting, again, what we call deep fake before. And uh, and I'm sure you know uh, uh, tomorrow there will be companies selling services to other. I, I think mostly B two B two B thing, right? Where um, mm-hmm. companies will develop the the software uh, to sell to the the big uh, you know um, uh, platforms that need to to face this kind of challenge, like the of course so, social media and uh, and similar you know uh, things. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the point is that. Of course, there's the never-ending uh, race between, you know, building a better technology in be- building also a better technology to identify uh, those uh, those fake uh, images, and we we will never know if there will be a, an end to that to that race, right? Because if we are reaching that perfect image, technically, you know, if we do that, you you know, it's perfect, then you cannot really identify it.
1: That's not real.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, on the other side, the only thing that I have in my the only other thing that I have in my mind is uh, it's not specifying the article, and not, I'm not sure if the technology by Microsoft will uh, um, uh, you know uh, grant something like this. But what if you could use this kind of avatar as um, um, how do they call them uh, like um, filters? Like those used on, on social media and mm-hmm. uh, and now on chat um, chat applications to like replace live your face with something else, mm-hmm. like um, what if you could, and you know I know there there were like um, some uh, some attempts to do this, but what if Microsoft will eventually grant the possibility on Teams, right? to just change your live during a meeting your face with uh, some someone else's face that you had just some e- images um uh from that that person that will be you know very scary i don't see why you know <laughs> you should do something like this you should sell something like this yeah
1: there are there might be there, there i think there are plenty of use cases what really? i Give people a good technology, and they will find how to use it, in a in a good or, or malicious way. Uh, but but uh, I think this is uh, a very strong new technology, and we will see.
0: Okay. Anyway, you, you don't see like I feel you're you don't see a problem. I feel you are pretty confident that this is still a a very good thing, no matter what.
1: No, I.
0: I mean, th- I mean th- that's okay, right? I was, okay, surprised, right? I was uh, surprised
1: years ago when I when I saw the first attack based on this, and I said, okay. oh crap, we are right. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not finishing the, the sentence, you can put words there. Uh mm-hmm. and I said, but now I'm used to the fact that, that we have to cope with that. And yeah. if we rely on any way to videos. To authenticate people, or if we generate any trust based on what I'm watching, then I'm just doing wrong, right? And so, uh, so I'm I'm not surprised that Microsoft is launching okay. this. Uh, I think there is a market opportunity, and market, and and Azure is is trying to get more of the cloud market. So I think it's reasonable it's from it's- a business point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, so, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, we, we actually could have uh, uh, a couple of other points to, to talk about um, on this article, but uh, I think we already reached our you know uh, time to dedicate to this news specifically, so uh, I will move to the next one. Uh, again, very quickly, before we move on, uh, if you're enjoying this either live or uh, the recording version, Please consider, you know, subscribing or uh, sharing this with some friends who could be interested as well. Because uh, as many feedbacks, you know, I get, as many, you know, uh, other episodes I will do, and I will invite, invite other cool people, and possibly uh, one day uh, Marco too, if if he will accept, of course. <laughs> uh, that's it. We have another news here, and um, this is. Actually, I think all of the news tonight are pretty interesting. They are pretty, let's say, unique. They are not, you know, very common news, all of them. But this is another interesting one. Um, So this is on the, let's say, intersection between uh, the the cybersecurity and the, uh, you know, crypto world. And I know um, you, Marco, uh, have been, uh, you know, working for, um, like, uh, a company from the crypto world... uh, uh, for some time so uh could be could be interesting to to know your opinion so um this news talk about uh, a recent campaign where some uh, some threat actors have been creating or let's say impersonating some uh, um you know well-known companies uh, on the uh, blockchain monitoring i will say uh, business so all of those uh companies which are trying to identify, uh, you know, um, suspicious uh, movements uh, of uh, cryptocurrency most of the time uh, uh, in, uh, in the, the most, uh, most famous blockchains and try to detect scams and uh, try to make some uh, analysis out of, uh, of this data. And um, so creating some uh, uh, accounts on Twitter, uh, impersonating some of, the, of those companies, then um, um basically posting some some tweets where they were um talking about some alleged um uh, like data breaches or uh, vulnerabilities on some of those uh blockchains and uh, urging people uh to to click on a link in order to you know fix the problem or prevent you know the the problem that eventually would have been uh, uh losing their their own cryptocurrency on their wallets right uh, of course if if you uh, will then uh, you know end up clicking on the link they were going to to actually steal uh your your cryptocurrency and eventually i think there was some analysis on the article itself that yeah they were saying uh at the time they 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 you know uh, uh wrote the article more than uh three hundred thousand of dollars were already stolen so of course it was working <laughs> um so again, nothing really new. Uh, of course, this is, uh, a phishing, you know, um, uh, some kind of phishing attack, some kind of, uh, social engineering attack. And, uh, of course, once again, this is related to, uh, cryptocurrencies because, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have, I think have been accumulating a lot of money in, uh, you know, in cryptocurrencies and it's just, uh, so so you know um, interesting let's say for, for malicious actors uh, to, to target those uh, and uh, I ju- just think this is uh, once again a, a very easy way to to compromise you know um, the target the target's wallets and uh, once again you know uh, I think you know it, it is affecting the crypto you know um, uh, how do you call it um reputation in general right um like how security is uh how uh, you know it's how it how it's safe to actually have some cryptocurrencies especially if you have a lot of money uh, on it and uh you know um on the awareness of the people who are owning it i don't know if if it makes sense what, what do you what do you think
1: yeah i mean as you said i think uh so I'm I'm surprised they only got three hundred thousand uh, dollars. <laughs> it sounds like they didn't have uh, a lot of success considering
0: the yeah that's the true. large
1: wallets that are are actually uh, sitting around. So, but but uh, I mean I think that was mm, I mean it was pretty. I didn't look into how they actually move the money. Most probably mm-hmm. they use some smart contract. I didn't, I didn't look into the detail, Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, from a user perspective, yes, this is just, um, social engineering. And they oh. just posted this, I click on a link rule. Number one, never click on a link when they tell you click on this link. Uh, but people are still clicking. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, the fact that that people keep the crypto online makes everything easier, right? In a banking system, it would be a little bit more complex to steal money from a bank account with just a single okay. click. And so that's that's uh why people were targeting uh crypto owners in this case.
0: Um, I mean, someone at- could could argue that even you know, uh, if you own normal money on a normal bank account, you still can be target of a of a phishing attack, right? And they yeah, can still steal your credentials and uh, get to your online banking and steal some of your money. Yeah. Um,
1: but, but with second factor authentication, that now is almost everywhere, is a little bit more difficult. It's not that it's impossible; yeah, yeah, it's yeah. of course possible, but it's not a single click attack. Mm-hmm. Here it looks like that was a single uh, click.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the uh, what they what they specified in the article was that so the user had to click on the link and then actually grant access to their wallet. Okay, so I what I you know um, interpret this is uh, they actually put some credentials uh, right mm-hmm. to to their own wallets in order to then. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> permit them to to steal their 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 money, right? So it's not exactly a one click thing. Still, it's it's of course very very simple. um
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, mean and, and no, sorry. And the you know, other thing is that it makes much more easy to hide your traces in a, in the crypto world, right? of course. And so it's much easier for these people to just. Um, wash this money and Mm -hmm. and get maybe a part of them somewhere where it's almost impossible to find them. So I understand why it's still very and also the sophistication in in, uh, protections that are in place today in the crypto world is not at par with uh, the standard financial uh, services. Um, I hope and I believe things will improve. But yes, it's still early for crypto.
0: I have uh, like mixed opinions on this. Like, mm, of course, you know, there's there's always a way to, to improve everything, right? We can always push, you know, the, the, the threshold and the, to make it more difficult for threat actors to, uh, you know, uh, basically achieve their goals. Uh, and of course, you know the crypto world specifically has a lot to do um, on on this on this topic. Just because, of course, they they are a big big target, like the biggest changes, or just uh, you know the the uh, the wallets themselves. So it's it's mostly software or hardware, still something that can be affected by you know vulnerabilities and attacks and, and so on and so forth. At the same time, what we see here is uh, the the oldest way, you know. Uh, to um, to lure someone into uh just give the keys to your own house to, to someone it's still phishing it's still social engineering this is the old the oldest trick ever right uh and uh, and again we said this multiple times in, in the previous episodes but um you know it's probably the oldest thing at the same time it's, it will be always the, the most effective one just because it's uh targeting the the person and not the technology right and that people cannot just be updated with a <laughs> with a new version uh, the, with a new patch for for the vulnerability so uh, uh again i i'm not sure if this is more on the crypto industry in general it's more on okay you as a person want to have some money in cryptocurrencies for whatever reason people do it for for investment people do it for uh, just because they they believe this is the future or any other thing right the point is you are putting more and more yourself into the digital world you are putting you are converting your money in digital currency and that means that you have in my opinion to be more aware than usual on the threats that are out there right so it's especially in a you know, non-centralized world or, you know, mostly, uh, I would say, or at least uh, ideally that, that that was the idea, I believe, uh, when the, all the, the crypto thing started, uh, you are responsible for yourself and your assets. So you are, you know, accountable, you are responsible for it. And uh, only you can really protect at the very end your own assets. Um, so this is the very oldest thing. At the same time, I always say that everyone can fall for it. Everyone can fall for phishing. I'm the first, the first one to say that I work in the cybersecurity. Still, I'm a human and can, can be, you know, uh, pulled and uh, tricked. Especially if, if I'm not in the in the right mood, or I'm uh, uh, I'm tired, and uh, I'm thinking about something else. And this was actually a pretty tricky one, if you think about it, right? Maybe you are uh, as a as a crypto enthusiast maybe you are following these pages on or these accounts on Twitter to be notified about threats right because th- these are also companies which which uh you know tweet about scams and everything and you build your trust on those companies and now uh those trackers are just exploiting your trust on those on those companies and maybe you are scrolling you know your your um your social media very, very quickly, you don't really go and read exactly what's the handle and understand, and remember that okay, this was different the last time i I, I looked at it, uh, and uh, you just worried about all of your money, and then that's the why you you click on it right I think that there's a lot to, to think about it, at least again for for the people who really owns a lot of money in uh, in, in those wallets, right uh, You have to be extra. Careful, uh, and uh, even you know those trusted sources. Uh, still, you know, never click on that link, no matter who is sending that uh, to you. And tomorrow, you know, we, we just uh, spoke about the um, fake things. So uh, tomorrow, even if you see uh, a face you trust, still, you know, triple check before you, you do you do anything. Right? Uh, that will always be the. The best way for for threat actors to to achieve their goals, no matter what. Okay, I, I spoke I spoke too much on this. <laughs> um, no, but
1: I, yeah, I I think, again, I think it's yeah, it's right. I think the the crypto has been used or has been abused in a sense that the technology has been used. As an easy way to move money around because they're digital money, so it's much easier. Uh, but yes, the attack itself is not different from other phishing attacks.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely true. And we definitely had a lot of these uh, similar, you know, uh, attacks in uh, in other episodes. So we definitely, you know, we definitely know about these things, and still, those keep to be in the news, right? That, that that's what you know blows my mind completely because uh this is the thing that if you talk with any you know a person especially from the security industry oh yeah this is uh, nothing uh really advanced this is there is no much technology behind it uh, it's not uh that you know uh, that skill the person that is doing this maybe maybe you think about this maybe maybe it's the complete opposite in my opinion anyway the thing is that they know and they use what is effective you know there's 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 everything you know uh they need to know if if it is effective that's what they're going to use uh they still you know keep stealing money uh, with it so so why don't uh, why not right okay um cool so what else definitely again, once again, I will drop the, the link so you can have uh, your own uh, read on this. There are also, you know, some uh, uh, details on the specific addresses of, uh, you know, where the money were being um, where moved at that time. Of course, they can change, they, they can uh, take new ones, but it could be interesting for some people interested in this, like blockchain tracking. Like a lot of people think about, uh, you know, the uh bitcoin the blockchain to be completely um you know uh, um, anonymous but it, it that's that's actually true but still it doesn't doesn't uh mean that you don't know where the money is you just don't know who who's the person behind you know that uh that specific uh, uh wallet that specific address but you can definitely track a lot more than what you can actually do with the uh, the, the current you know um, money um systems or networks mm.
1: no you don't I mean so? there is more transparency uh but but yeah, there are so also solution there there are more transparency but but there is uh which is opening a an issue in terms of privacy but yeah. but there is a uh, there are also solutions like, I mean, now it's not online anymore, but Tornado Cash, right? Uh, where you can actually, those are mixer. So you can actually throw money in with, with a specific address and then you lose track. You don't know on which address the money are going out. I'm okay. oversimplifying, right? But uh, so uh, because it's based on pseudonymous IDs, then uh, mm-hmm. once you, you lose track, money are gone. Sure, sure. So it's, uh, well um uh, normal uh fiat currency and, and fiat system is supposed to be attached not to pseudonymous but to real identities now you you can of course create a fake identity but but that's more advanced than just yeah. create uh, and I mean user. it's more
0: regulated uh, it's uh definitely older and more mature as a system yeah. you know in general so uh, yeah again probably prone and cons but, uh, yeah, y- you cannot say it's not a, a, still a new, new environment, new new technology and everything, and there's a lot that can be still uh, built and developed. Okay. Um, if you agree, I think that's a wrap also for this news right here. Um, we are, uh, you know, half in our path tonight still. So uh, you mentioned something, you know, related to privacy, which is exactly the topic of the uh the next news right here um again i i um i uh you know took this this piece of uh piece of news here also because you uh and in, in your background you were uh heavily involved in uh uh privacy related uh, you know project and uh topics at some point so uh again uh really curious to see your your opinions on this Um, we are talking and again this is not new (laughs) this is something that definitely we have seen uh, multiple times or or else uh, meta or you know the company behind facebook if you if you don't know about it uh, being fined by yet another you know uh, um, uh, how do they say uh, data privacy uh, regulators out there Uh, since the beginning of the uh, gdpr so the um, the European uh, overall regulation about uh, data protection, privacy, and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, the um, biggest, you know, social media businesses like Meta and maybe Meta uh, in uh, you know uh, one of the first ones are being affected by so many, you know, uh, uh, let's say uh, attacks in the sense of fines uh, and uh, um, you know. Um, uh, limitations and so on and so forth for their uh, the usage they do about their users' data, basically how do they process them, what they do uh, with them, and uh, how you know transparent they are about saying what they do uh, with it, with them. And uh, apparently, the Norwegian um, data regulator is particularly you know uh, interested in. Uh, Uh, making things very difficult for for meta in uh uh, in europe um so so the thing is that uh, i think again there are different points here but uh the most interesting thing for me is that uh if you don't know and i actually didn't know because i'm not really a big facebook user uh facebook actually um just uh, released a, a new subscription model where instead of Um, uh, basically paying the service with your data so you know until now we know social media platforms are not really um, you don't pay to use them you just you know subscribe and start to use them but basically what they are doing is taking and collecting and tracking your data so they can mostly sell them for uh, you know advertisement mostly Uh, and now um, because of regulations because of things like the the GDPR, uh, they are actually offering, okay, you don't want advertisement. You don't want us to sell your data for advertisement. We will not if you just pay, you know, a monthly fee uh, for for using the platform, which is interesting. Uh, I was reading uh, like a a meme the other day where someone uh, captured uh, an old message from Facebook that was saying, uh, Facebook, we we will always be free no matter what to, to, you know, uh, um, just to tell users uh, to be aware of uh, scams uh, to pay something or not. But apparently it was not really true. Um, so it's interesting the new model itself, and it's interesting that this uh, Norway uh, data regulator is saying that it's uh, some sort of, um, let's say, scam in their opinion, because, okay, maybe they are not going to propose you advertisement using your data. But it doesn't mean they're stopping collecting your data. So that means that, and again, of course, if that's confirmed, if that's true and everything, um, it means that you are starting to pay and still uh, gift your your own data to the company to do something else. Maybe not specifically advertisement, but maybe to to just keep you interested in the platform, to propose you the the posts and the, the people that are more interesting for you. And maybe you're okay with it. Maybe you're not because you are really, you know, into, you know, uh, owning and uh, uh, be the the solely owner of your data. So I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, talk and discussion about the um, privacy-related aspect of this and uh, how everyone really, um, how do you say, um, perceive it. Maybe, maybe there are some people who really don't care about it. okay, they can have my data. <laughs> I just want to use the the service, so what's the what's the matter? What's the problem with it? maybe maybe you will never use the social media because of this. So uh, again, it's very complicated uh, topic once again. Do you do you agree?
1: Uh, yes, I agree that it's a complicated topic. Uh, I just wanted to make, sorry. For nitpicking, you said yeah, most of the time uh, Facebook is or Meta is selling your data to advertiser. Uh, that might be uh, a little bit an overstatement in the okay. sense that I'm pretty sure they don't sell the. I'm I'm not on Facebook. I I okay. closed my account something like ten years ago uh, because I care about my privacy. Um, but but it's I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, Because that will go against uh, many regulations in Europe, in in the United States, and almost in any part of the world, uh, is is regulators are just going towards user data is owned by the user. So a third party platform cannot sell the data. They can use it. Now, the tricky point is, use it for advertisement means use it as a compensation for the service they provide to the user. Hmm. Which... You could say, okay, I'm paying with my data. It's not that they are selling your data. Yeah, right. um, The the things that are most interesting for advertisers is targeting. Mm -hmm. They want to show their advertisement to the people that are most willing to buy it. Right? And so targeting, knowing very well the profile, more precise is the profile of the individual, higher are the chances that they can actually get a return out of their investment. Right. Now, I don't need to know that that profile is Georgia. I need sure. to know that the user with a profile in line with my requirements has been targeted with my advertisement. Right. So it's not that I get access to your data, I don't. I know that the user in line with my requirements will serve this advertisement. And, and and of course, then there is the click or not, and and then it follows, right? Um, the tricky part here, and we're getting a little bit into how the ads business work, is of course, uh, more the 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 richer is the profile, the better. So what what a lot of companies are trying to do is is collecting signal signals or information from multiple platforms storing that into cookies so you end up with a cookie on your on your uh, computer that is a way more complete of everything you have done and all the information about you that you would like to right so uh, of course people are trying to circumvent this limitation in the data they get access to right. um, to get a richer profile but to this specific point I think the challenge here is, Understanding where where we draw the line between uh, data used for company benefits versus used for the user's benefits. Because to some extent, uh, and again, I'm not a Facebook user, but I might argue that if they suggest me friends that are people I know, that for me is value, right? It's value because, oh, yes, that person was my, I don't know, first school classmate, Oh, it's great. Let's let's connect, right? There's value. Now, to be able to suggest the right people, they have to know a lot of information about me. Now, to this extent, you could argue that this use of the user data is in the user interest. So the user is getting advantages. From the fact that the platform get access
0: to the data, I want to I want to stop you right here for for a very good very good reason. First of all, I want to thank you because I keep saying that in this format, I I like to you know explain things that most of people in this industry think that they, they should be uh, public knowledge, but I actually oversimplify something that you explained very well. So thank you so much. Like everyone keeps saying. Uh, you know, they sell data, and, and you're right, it's not technically true. They're not really selling. They're selling maybe the the the, uh, the data about the data, right? They yeah. are analy- analy- analyzing your data, and uh, the result of those analysis is then, you know, operate as a service to, to their customers.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I know you didn't meant that, but I know that some people that are less tech-savvy Believe that that those platforms right? are selling their data, right? So I, I wanted just to take the opportunity no, no, to I, remind I, everyone that I'm not affiliated by any means with Meta. <laughs> I have never worked for Meta, but I'm pretty convinced, and I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty convinced that they are not doing it. That no, they I just mean, it's it's not in their interest at the end. Exactly, uh, exactly. I it. agree
0: with you because actually they they have some value in uh, owning the data from their users and not selling. to to other people because otherwise they don't have you know that uh, the differentiator right in the the market Uh, they can sell their services to other businesses because they own and and don't sell the data but it's just something that everyone says and um and uh, you know if you don't really know how it works behind you really just believe okay they are just taking and selling the data as it is like they are selling my name, surname and the age or or anything there, there's not really value in that like if you don't really process the data and then you know uh, take some conclusions out of the, of the data. so thanks for that uh, on the other thing is that uh, you know you said before uh, there could be some value in uh, in the fact that they are processing my data to give me back something right? Uh, That could be proposing me uh, content or, uh, you know, and or contacts uh, that are in line with my interests, right? Maybe, I don't know, I like uh, soccer or football or whatever. And uh, of course, the platform learns it from my behavior and then just keep keep proposing me other football-related stuff. And of course, I will be happy for it because I'm using the platform for that reason And the platform keeps giving me the content I want. So technically, there's value in that. At the same time, I also think, and this could be, a a, a, let's say, um, not so common opinion, let's say, but if you want to buy something, let's say you are looking for a specific product or you're thinking of changing your phone uh, in, uh, in, uh, in some time or something, or you are... I don't know, a reconstructing home and you need some furniture and the platform learns that and uh, propose you some advertisement for that thing that you actually were searching for, or you didn't know that it was actually there, but Facebook make you or Facebook or, you know, whatever makes you discover it. Right. I think it's the same kind of reasoning. It's there's still value if you were really interested in buying the product before of course, right? Yes. Um,
1: yeah, but I think here is the ultimate reason. Okay. There is value. But who is getting the most value? Out of you getting an ad that is very well targeted is the company serving the ads. Right. right. So to me, it's about who has the most value into it. I mean, there are a lot of discussion yeah. about, oh, let us collect all your data, you will get many people's. I mean, cookies. Cookies is a perfect example. Uh, yeah. Let us store cookies on your device, so you get better ads.
0: So you get a better experience. You get better. The, no, no, right? you get
1: better advertisements. Right. Uh, you you get ads that you care about really I never look at that <laughs> on the page so I why, why should I give you my data to get better to get something that I never look at better right, right. no it's, it's obvious that they're trying to convince me personally to give to to grant them access to the data but here is the point uh, the pillars here are they need my consent they, if they are operating in the right way they need my consent. And they have to explain it in a way that I can understand it.
0: Don't is, give me. This is under, let's say, GDPR specifically, or it's, similar it is, regulations.
1: It's, to... it's it's in in general. It's, it's standard in many other uh, regulations. I mean, GDPR most is US of the US,
0: Probably n- still not, or the US. Know... There is
1: something in California. Yeah. Um California has one regulation about that. South America is adopting one. Uh in Asia, there are a couple of countries that India, in India, Lisbon.
0: or also, yeah. Um definitely, I mean, definitely now I will say that for most of the countries out there have something similar to GDPR. Um but
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's something wrong.
0: still relative relatively new in my opinion, right?
1: It is, it is. But
0: but what you when you're building
1: a product. Mm-hmm. You should today. let people understand what mm-hmm. they are, their data is used for. And then give them control over the data you collect. Ideally, the control should be as granular as possible. Hmm. right? Ideally, I want to tell Facebook, uh, remove this information about me restructuring my house, but keep this information about n- me liking pizza. Right? Oh. Yes, I... I now, uh, of course, that is, I'm describing not not the legal requirement. I'm describing the ideal user experience from a user perspective. Now, yeah. there are also technical limitations. And, and so it's very, very difficult to just come up with the perfect product. But going back to this article in this news, I think that the, the DR... Um, is from Norway right is yeah. the, the privacy watchdog from Norway is mm-hmm. picking up a battle against meta and trying to I don't think the the request of not collecting any data I mean the entire Facebook met, meta plus right also Instagram will become useless. If they collect no data, because what does it mean to collect no data? Oh, they will not be allowed to store my post. How do they collect no data about me? Right? I can't upload my pictures. What is what is the the point of the no data, right? If you take it to an extreme, they will become completely useless, right? So there is a limit to the to the to, to the amount of information you can collect. And if it's too small, it's just become useless for the platform.
0: Yeah, at some point, uh, I think it doesn't make sense to use the platform anymore. Use the, like, I mean,
1: the experience is is absolutely terrible. So, uh, but but that said, I, I drawing the line the line between data used for company benefits and data for user benefits is a very complex topic.
0: I actually never thought exactly. <laughs> Uh, at, at that point, right? So the balance between who uh, get the most value out of it, and it's something that I I I don't have an opinion right now, and I just need to process this. So just thanks for for the input. Um, on the other end, uh, uh, I agree with you with the you know the the uh, the Norway regulator that again I will drop the link. You need to uh, make your own opinion, but. I think this, especially this article really makes me think that they are specifically against Meta. They also say that they don't want to, to do similar battles with, against other companies just with Meta, right? And they did uh, already some other uh, legal um, battles before they are going to do some new ones. So I think there's um, it's a little biased in some way, in my opinion, uh, but... The, Still, the most interesting, for, in like um, uh, um, thought uh, for me, at least, it's still this thing that okay, let's say that now you can opt out from the, uh, you know, advertisement thing, right? You are not let's say you, you said you know yourself that uh, you don't want advertisement, right? You are not interested in it, so you don't want to give out your data to get any any advertisement. Not, not you know, better advertisement, but just uh, any of it. And apparently, this new subscription they are proposing right now—it's something like that, right? You can still use the platform. You will get no advertisement at all. But here, here's the deal: you have to pay a monthly fee. Now, I myself could argue that I don't, li- I don't like social media that much that I will pay for it. But again, this, this is my, my own opinion. For me, there's enough. There's not enough value to to pay you know money out of it. Uh, not you know uh, not yet data. Uh, and still, for me, it's true that it's not a solution to the privacy problem, right? If you are concerned about your data, and not only on the advertisement thing, it's true that they still have and process your data for a lot of reasons that maybe make or you know, uh, do not make sense. Depends on your, uh, I think, uh, your own uh, uh, opinions and uh, just the sensibility on on the topic, in my point of view. Um, But if the thing is, okay, now um, if you pay for it, your privacy or your data or your identity is safe because you are paying actual money. That's just not true. And if that's the way they are selling it, because of course they have, they have to sell it. It's a product. It's a business, so they, you have to sell it. But did, that is intrinsically, you know, false, right? You are starting to pay money, and you are still giving the same, I think, amount of data you were doing, you were giving out just before when it was free. Don't you? Don't you agree?
1: I no, mean, I I think that here the value proposition is not that they don't collect. The value proposition is you don't get ads. It's like. YouTube ads free. Or now Netflix is going the other way around. It's telling people, do you want to pay less? Right. We give you ads. Right? You pay parts, we compensate with with ads, right? So it's it's not that they don't collect data, they collect the exact same data, but they will not use it for that specific uh uses. They will not use it for advertisement. That that's the deal. And as a result, it's not only that they will not share. Any potentially aggregated data about you, because they can't share your data directly with the advertiser. They, wish, they will not share any potential aggregated data because you're not part of the pool of target users anymore. Uh, that's what you get in terms of privacy, and in terms of user experience, you don't get the advertiser, the advertisement. So you get, I don't know how the experience is. You get an ads-free version of Facebook. That's 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 what the value proposition should be.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's completely true, but I wonder whether the, again, the, the common people, like uh, most of the people out there using social medias, get it in this way. Or it's just something, okay, uh, meta was fined at some point by the data privacy guys, and now you can pay for it and you get no advertisement, so your data are, are safe. I, like I, I feel that some people could take that, and uh, b- because this is a consequence of uh, of previous, you know, attacks from uh, data regulators about how they were processing data for advertisement. But the solution is just not uh, what people, most people think, at least if 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 they you know don't really read about it and uh, inform
1: themselves. Let me be. Let me be very honest. Yeah, please. Uh, I also want to get free food. The <laughs> right. free food doesn't exist. <laughs> right. right. You have to pay one way or the other. And now you can decide that you want to pay with your money or you want to pay in other ways. And so people have also to, to understand that if they don't want to share data with Facebook, stop using Facebook. If, if, and I did it, but is is if you wants to use it, then you can't expect to use it for free. Right. right. In one way or the other, the platform has to at least compensate for the cost and make some revenues on top. Right. So is is uh, that's reality. Otherwise, Facebook will just stop operating. They will said, okay, if we can't make people pay, we have to stop any data collection, and we're not allowed to serve ads, we just stop operations in Europe. Sorry, right? Because at the end, they can't just do this as a no profit.
0: Of course. Okay, uh, again, I I will have uh, a couple of other, you know, lines to put in there but uh, again we, we have another news to to cover so uh I guess I guess that's it for this uh, and uh, uh yeah again it's it's actually true for for most of the news uh, I, I collect and I talk about in this format uh, especially when the conversation is good you always want to you know talk a little bit more uh, but you know uh, the, the time is limited so we need to jump on the next thing um, um so one last time um if you are if you're watching this uh please consider you know uh, uh following subscribing sharing uh just to to let me know that you are you're enjoying this and that i should do more um so final news for today uh which doesn't mean it's not uh it's not actually interesting uh probably it's the the um, uh, you know most cyber security wise i would say especially you know uh, if you're into um, you know threat intelligence or uh, stuff like that, because we are talking about uh, analysis about a specific threat group. Uh, by the way, very uh, nice article by, I think, by Flare. It's um, yeah, specify somewhere. Here it is. So a uh, good one here. Um the point was that they, they were um tracking and analyzing this uh this uh, new new group um called uh, they call AlphaLock. I'm not sure if they call it or they they call themselves AlphaLock. I, I didn't do uh enough research, sorry for that. Uh you can yeah, do it I, on your own. I think they I call
1: themselves because there is a picture. Uh
0: it is you it go it down there is a the picture, picture six pictures. Yeah, you're right.
1: And there You're is right. alpha lock written there. So I think it's.
0: You're absolutely right. So uh, they, they call themselves so, um, which is pretty convenient. Like uh, you you have this issue in, uh, if, you know, uh, uh, threat intelligence research where different organizations call the same group or what they think is the same group with different names. So it's it's most of the time a mess. If, if you have themselves calling them something, I think it's pretty convenient for, for the industry. Um, <laughs> uh th- thanks thanks fabio from, from the chat by the way remembering that uh there are so some uh you know uh shorts and reels out uh out there that i i make out of the videos when i have time sometime and uh you know if, if you want it you 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 search it um thanks fabio by the way um so um, so alpha lock um yet another threat group, we had, uh, I don't know how many of them. I'm not really into this specific aspect of cybersecurity, but I know for sure uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, different, you know, packed, um threat groups out there. But this is an interesting one because apparently they are uh, trying uh, kind of a new uh, business model in the, in the, you know, cyber criminal or cyber crime uh, um, environment. So we we have told multiple multiple times in this uh, podcast that you know I really uh, like to push the, this kind of uh, conversation. The fact that cybercrime or ju- just threat groups in general out there, they, they are building, uh, you know, complete businesses on on any aspect, right? They are just maybe not really following the the overall regulations and uh, you know. Uh, um, uh you know uh lines that legit companies have to have to do like facebook uh before with the the regulation and everything but nowadays they really you know their goal is to make money and to make money they have to think like a business think and operate as a business in uh, uh you know um in any aspect right they are structured as a business they are doing marketing they are doing um uh, you know they're they um structuring the company with the multiple divisions and units and so on and so forth right and um, in the recent years the the you know the biggest uh, business model uh, have been the um the ransomware business model where you know a group uh uh you know developed the, the ransomware itself so the malware which encrypts data and asks for a ransom someone else maybe it's selling access uh, to the to the networks where you can deploy the ransomware uh, and so on and so forth. You you have very specialized group uh, groups that actually uh, work as multiple different companies uh, on on the same pipeline, right? You have a, a complete supply chain uh, made up of multiple groups that act as uh, multiple businesses, right? So this is nowadays the most common. Uh, let's say environment that you can find out there, and now this new this new group out, um, out there, uh, AlphaLock actually made something slightly different, where they are doing the complete pipeline themselves, right? Um, and the, and I think it's pretty interesting. The first thing um, they have like this two-step, let's say business. It I think you can call it a marketplace. I think that's a definition of a you know marketplace actually. Um, They are on one way selling a penetration testing course, like you can find probably I don't know how many hundreds out there today. Uh, So you want to learn what they call penetration testing. So of course you know the uh, let's say the art of finding vulnerabilities in software, so you can uh, break things and uh, you know you can abuse uh, software to make. to force the software to do something that it was not supposed to do, basically, uh, so that eventually you can uh, uh, test the software and demonstrate how you can compromise it, how you can abuse it, and what could be the the potential consequences so that, you know, in the legitimate business, companies can patch the vulnerability, can fix the vulnerability. So it doesn't really happen when the real tractors try to exploit the same thing. Uh, on the you know um, this group actually uh, it's selling or advertising it as normal you know a, a normal penetration testing uh, course. but at the same time, the people they are uh, training, they are also uh, basically hiring them once they train them uh, because they have you know they they're selling the course on, on telegram apparently or they were until now. On the other way, on uh, you know, um, uh, basically dark web or on a forum on the dark web, they also put um, um, platform where to sell penetration testing services, where basically anyone could ask uh, a penetration testing on any other company. So it's not exactly what what you do and what you get in the legit, you know, business. Usually, it's the company itself that ask. Uh, to you know for the test services not that you know I go and ask for I don't know please let's test a little more Microsoft today because because uh, just I want to do that Uh, so there is this um, you know uh, weird but also in some way interesting uh, way of doing business where they sell on um, users interested in uh, learning some new skills and on the other on the other hand, they are also selling to people interested in doing some basically damages or uh, compromised networks and organizations uh with the 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 very skills they they help people to build right um so there's again i have a lot of thoughts um i know this is a little bit more on uh, um, you know proper cybersecurity stuff but there's also a lot of business stuff behind it that I think a lot of people in the industry needs to be aware of, needs to, be, to, to understand, to, to know what is on the other side, right? Because we are basically um, on two, two sides of the, the, same, uh, the, the, the same coin, right? We are trying to protect companies. On the other side, there are organizations which are trying to compromise companies, and they are doing it uh, in, always in new ways that we need to to understand and to be aware of right so i guess uh, i think i think it's it's interesting but of course i want uh, also your opinion uh on uh, you know on the article
1: so when i when i read this if you take aside for a second the fact that these people are building a, a hacking group right for, and and remove from this article any reference to that what they are doing Is just building a normal business in a very good and well-structured way. So what they're doing is talent acquisition. Hmm. They try to get the best people, train them, give them incentives to retain the talents. So they don't want these people to get into the company, get the knowledge and leave. So they retain them. And then what they're doing is they organize them through what I would call business unit, giving them clear mission roles and responsibilities, right? So people who design this have a pretty good understanding of how organizations operate or company operator scale, understand how to make this work in an efficient way. And it's obvious that they aspire to become very big, because on the other side, it doesn't make sense to put all this structure in place and then have 10 people, right? Right. To do all this, you're aiming to hundreds of people such that this will just scale. Otherwise, all the structure you put in place in terms of training, hiring, uh, all the structure in different businesses doesn't make sense if you end up with two people in each, right? You need a lot of people. So that, that was the part that actually uh, surprised me the most. The 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 very sophisticated organizational design that, that is behind the Zacking group.
0: And um so again, of course this is interesting to me, and uh, this is just uh, uh once again another uh evidence that they do this in this manner, right? Because um uh, Of course, other cybercrime groups are still uh, structured like a company, like a big company possibly. And uh, again, they also have different service providers between themselves, right? Or just the same customer, customer could be customer of multiples of those groups. So again, this is interesting, but nothing new. On the other end, what's kind of new is the, uh the product they are selling in uh in some way not not that no one is uh n- no no one was selling the same kind of you know um compromises a service i don't know exactly how to call it i think the article called it in, uh, in some way at some point uh but the fact that they they they're looking for a way to scale this kind of business model right i need more people right with the skills to do something like this. And I will be the, let's say, centralized platform who will advertise for those skills, who will sell for these skills, and who will probably also, you know, uh, I guess, manage the uh, engagements, right? Like new customer arrives, pays for it, and I find the right person for that specific engagement. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, I... um, facilitate the process behind it's not it's like uh moving from a freelancing job to a, to an actual company with multiple people doing the same thing but just on, on a scale providing the same service to more customers and basically making making more money out of it right so it's the it's the level up of a simple you know what most of the time we hear about the hacker right or uh, I will prefer a cyber criminal or something uh, that is just being paid to to compromise uh, some some organization. Now you have bigger phase, a bigger structure, and that is actually kind of hiding the actual people doing it, right? You, I think it will get even more difficult, probably in some some uh, some point of view, uh, to get to the to the exact people, because of course there are. Many more of them, just not one single person, and because the face of it is actually a platform made by someone that uh, apparently knows, uh, uh, you know, what 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 they, what they are doing, right? Uh, and, and it was actually very interesting. Again, please uh, consider having a look at the, the article because uh, there are a lot of quotes from their Telegram uh, channel with their their own messages and also the, the way they they talk it's very um i don't know how to how to call it it's, it's like reading i don't know the um, the meta account on uh, on socials or uh, some other um, pages right there's a social media management uh, behind that or uh, that that was my feeling personally yeah,
1: if I, if i remember correctly in one of those they were saying they were hiring A creator or social media manager. uh, I mean, uh, they they are definitely structuring this beyond what I would expect from uh, a small hacking group. So it's, uh, um, and also the brand, they really, they're really building on the brand, right? Which you can say if you're going just to do something like hacking companies. Maybe you don't need the brand, right? But instead, because they really want to grow and attract, and and brand is important.
0: Yeah, actually, this yeah. is a good topic because uh, not only they don't usually need a brand; they want to 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 kind of hide themselves. They don't want to really openly speak about them, right? Because they they don't want, of course, to to be um, to be catched by by uh, you know government agencies and so on and so forth. And uh, this is a little on, on the uh, on the limit of this because they are clearly building a brand They they even call themselves themselves a name, right? And um, they are doing it. Most cybercrime, uh, you know, stuff and activities and uh, operations are mostly on the dark web, just because it's slightly more difficult to to access and to track and everything. But the, the uh, apparently the um, the main phase of this group has been on telegram that technically is not dark web technically it's just you know another social media platform right okay it's handled in a different way there, there's a reason why they're using telegram and not I don't know uh, Facebook or Twitter or something but still it's a uh, it's a um, an application everyone Actually, has on on their phone. Okay, everyone can get very easily access to that Telegram Telegram group and uh, get the, adver- the advertisement about that course. And maybe you are interested. And actually, has a pretty good price for for the average uh, of of those uh, kind of uh, stuff. You know, even the legit uh, legit part of the world, right? Uh, so it's something very very easy, and they are pretty exposed in some way. They, they were so exposed that they, if I'm not wrong, at some point they had to like um, slow down a bit because the, the in a message that uh, that is quoted on the, on the on the article, they are saying they uh, kind of uh, attracted too many attention to too much attention. Uh, To them, and they started receiving some uh, attacks, like cyber attacks on their own uh, platform. And the 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 conclusion was that they were too exposed, too open on Telegram. Now they closed the group, and they declared that uh, they are going to move to another uh, social media platform that I actually don't know. I think it's called Matrix or something. So basically, something that uh, is uh, less new or uh, um, less known or just less. um filled with the uh, you know people from 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 everywhere right um so it's it's actually interesting how are they are also balancing this exposure as a normal company because they want people to know about them and uh yeah. and actually you know hide in themselves of course
1: who knows maybe they will surprise us they are just creating hype and we will see them quoted on nasdaq they will be public company traded on nasdaq who is doing test uh
0: i mean <laughs>
1: I, i'm joking but but the way they structure this might not make it too difficult for them to end up i mean, in that situation.
0: i don't think it's uh, it's uh you know totally a joke because we know um say it's, it's not new in the industry that a lot of people that were doing uh you know uh sketchy stuff or just uh uh, they were black hats before, right? right? They were someone who were, was doing it for um, just making money out of it without, uh, you know, complying with, with any uh, regulation and then just moved because it's, you know, I think it's just more convenient. Today, the industry is pretty cool. Uh, they, they pay good money. So why don't you do it legally, right? Uh, so there are a lot of people who, as a, as a person, Right, translated to the uh, to the legit uh, industry, and I don't see why something like this could not happen. Of course, you know it's a little more complicated, but mm-hmm. if you we also have companies who sell uh, spywares and malwares to government agencies, so that's most of the time considered you know legit, and it's not something that uh, you know. Uh, again, most of the time, and depending on opinions uh policies uh p- police have to to go against right um, So if you put the right structure in, and at some point you do some rebranding and you don't get you know your your actual identities to to be known, I think it's something that could technically be done, right and tomorrow we will have another company with a new name. And we didn't know that uh, just just before it was uh, um, it was them. If they have the right structure and if they move to another country or so, um, definitely, definitely, you know, uh, I hope you know they will catch it before. But <laughs> still, I, I think it's uh, technically doable. I don't see a, a big problem with that. It's uh, again. The marketplace thing, something that will work also in the the, in the normal business. There are, you know, uh, specific agencies and uh, uh, that are just doing pen testing and nothing else, right? You are just uh, making the, the overall process uh, more smooth and easy. Also for customers that just have to, to buy the service from a, from a platform, and you train the people on the other side. I'm I'm wondering why the the current training, you know, security training industry is not doing something like that. <laughs> it's pretty 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 neat actually.
1: Yeah, maybe they will do.
0: Yeah, maybe they can take some examples. <laughs> Again, no suggestions here, right? But uh it's just interesting to think about it and uh you know, the the consequence of consequences of uh, something like this Uh, maybe it's just something that they are trying and will not have uh, much success eventually and still the ransomware you know model makes more sense and that it's the reason why most of the other groups are doing that right now and this will this will slowly you know disappear just uh, not be very uh, very big but it's something that i I will uh, personally have uh, you know, a close look at because uh yeah, definitely, definitely uh, something new compared to what we we read most mostly uh, every day. I don't I don't know you that you are slightly you know uh, outside the industry, but if you read security news, it's data breaches from the ransomwares and the new you know ransomware sample that was uh, collected. And uh, I personally think most of the time that's a little of noise because it's. Uh, Always the same kind of uh, news. Just a new company being breached. Just a new company that is paying the ransom. Just a new uh, malware with uh, slightly, you know, new differences. I I don't think there's a lot of value in that kind of news. Of course, you know, uh, if you just want to to inform yourself. So so yeah. Okay. Um, very cool. Uh, again, I will share all of the links uh, we spoke about tonight. Uh, in the in the description of the um, uh of the video on youtube so if you are still interested in if you still want to deep dive a little bit feel free to do so actually i encourage you to do so and possibly to to let us know uh something that we didn't cover something that we didn't know or something that i just i just said wrong because i'm wrong i can be wrong and uh, i do this because i want people to uh to correct me so please do that um and uh, yeah I think that's it for tonight. Unfortunately for me, Mark, maybe you were looking for it. Uh, but it's it's pretty it's pretty late. So uh <laughs> no, I, I that, can understand it.
1: That, thanks, Georgia. No, no, no. I really enjoyed uh that, I, I really enjoyed the chat today. So thank, thanks a lot for inviting me.
0: No, no, thanks to you for, for joining us. And uh again, uh yeah, uh thanks not only to you but also the people that had watched this or are willing to watch this in the you know uh, uh, in the next days. Um, uh, I still think that I'm learning a lot in the process. I'm reading a lot. I'm talking with the very uh, cool people that know a lot more than me. So that's uh, the the best thing out of this. And if anyone else watching this can also learn something in the process, then you know uh, uh, it's uh, it's even you know an added value on uh, on it. So, uh, you know, it's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, I think we are definitely at the end for, for this episode. Uh, let me know if you also, you know, uh, uh, like the fact that, you know, uh, we are in- inviting also people that are not exactly in the industry right now, so we can get uh, a different point of views, different opinions, because I plan to do so and I have some guests in the, in the next uh, episodes. Uh, so stay tuned and uh, have a you know good day good night depending on where you are so um, yeah see you in the next episode. Bye everyone Thank you bye.